Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today we are talking about the, uh, I almost said grumpy old man classic, <laughs> That's um, which it is. <laughs> We're talking about Grumpy Old Men, 1993. 1993, perfect. All right. And of course, uh, we always tell everybody who's listening in, uh, if you have not found a reason to watch Grumpy Old Men, please make this the reason that you do so. You can find it currently streaming on Tubi TV for free with commercials. So go check it out there. It's free. Uh, and we'll give you a few seconds to go. You can stop. You pause the podcast, go find the movie, watch it, and then you can come back and join us for the conversation. And you're back. All right. We've all, uh, we're all up to speed. We've all seen the movie. Now we can talk about it amongst ourselves. But Mandy, of course, you and I, uh, we don't like to talk about these movies by ourselves. We need to bring in someone else to take sides, basically. Uh, so each week we bring in a comedian, and today we're very excited to have some new blood on the podcast. It's a new year, new guest, someone we haven't uh, had the pleasure of talking to before, uh, Michigan-based comedian and podcaster. Please welcome to the show, Tom Walma, everybody. Yay. Uh, boom, boom. Hi, Hi, welcome. Welcome in, Tom. How you doing, man? How's, uh, how is uh, life treating you? How's this whole pandemic thing going for you? How's, how's things going? I'm pretty good. I'm uh, in the middle of a move, like a weird around Christmas time move. Okay. Uh, it's going okay. Um, no <laughs> pandemic horror stories, so that's good. Perfect. Yeah. Moving is just in general, like not okay. Like it, like you, you say you're okay, but like deep down here, like I am not okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anytime you move at all, but uh, yeah, you always got to be careful about moving around the holidays because you know you got to make sure you forward your address to Santa and all that stuff because they got to. <laughs> You gotta find some, all right, this is so stupid. All right, Tom, uh, we are uh, here to talk about movies, uh, and uh, we always ask the guest, uh, before we get started with them, how long had it been since you watched Grumpy Old Men before we forced you to watch it for the podcast? Probably since high school, since I was in grade school in some sort, maybe okay. middle school. I, I, I don't know the year. Sure, sure. Was okay. this a... Uh, was this a, a common watch for you? Had you seen this movie often or was this uh, not one that you had seen a bunch of times? I've probably seen it a few times. Uh, my best friends growing up, the neighbor kids, it was their fa- one of their two favorite movies. Okay. Um, so what was the other one? Uh, the other one From was Beer Old Ben. Will Smith. Bad Boys? Oh yeah. <laughs> Bad Boys. That's a good one. What a weird <laughs> of favorite movies though. <laughs> Grumpy old men well, and bad boys. I, I don't know if they would say that today. Sure. Maybe. Well, I feel like <laughs> yeah, when we were kids, our favorite movies just consisted of the movies that we had like taped off of television onto VHS yeah. tapes that our parents let us watch. So I could see that being a, you know, a, a double feature on the same cassette, you know, <laughs> like yes. taped off of Cinemax or whatever. Um, all right, Mandy, how long had it been for you since you saw this movie? Just a couple of years. Okay. And I, I, we always watch, like, we'll watch it in succession with grumpier old men. So it's usually one of those, yeah. like, series kind of things. Yeah. Nice. Uh, for me, it's been a long time since I saw grumpier old men, like, longer than this one. Uh, but for, for grumpy old men, it's been well over a decade, I'm sure. Uh, but it was in rotation when I was a kid. Like, this was a lot yeah, of... Uh, I think my parents really enjoyed this movie. So it just was kind <laughs> of on. It was one of their choices um, to have on. Uh, and... Uh, I will ask this question later on, but like the thing that stands out to me the most about this movie is the outtake reel um, at the end when the old man is just going over and over again about different versions of Chuck uh, taking the skin boat to tuna town or whatever the fuck he says. <laughs> yeah. so, um, yes. Pretty excited to cover this movie. Love big fan of Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. Uh, all of those <laughs> grumpy old men is too sad. Says uh, movie lover Stacy. Yeah. Well, this one had me crying even, and I was yeah. surprised that, I cried when, you know, when he's like, he's my friend and he gets all, I, for one thing, like old men crying, (laughs) I cannot handle it. And, and I I do think that as guys get older, especially guys, but women too, but they become so much more mushy and just to see them. Oh, I, I, I totally like got teared up and I'm like, don't do this. I have too much other shit. Like I I hate feelings, you know? All right. Well, let's get into our first activity that we do with all of our guests. Tom, I don't know if you had time or if I even reminded you to do so, but we needed you to have a 10 word or less synopsis of the film. Um, and that's oh, yeah, come, that. okay. That'll come right awesome. after the theme Man didn't, song. So good oh, job. I, I did not. I forgot all about it, but here's the theme song. Here you go. Chop this, chop this synopsis. All right. It is time for chop this synopsis. This is where we take the full movie and we condense it down 
to 10 words or less. And if you found that voice on the other end of that clip familiar, that is Mr. Bob Fredericks who provided the theme song for us. Uh, but uh, let's go ahead and have somebody volunteer to take it away. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, Mandy, what's your 10 word synopsis of Grumpy Old Man? Okay, I have an old feud ends after ge- geriatric sex and heart attack survival. <laughs> yeah, all right. I'd watch that. I would click on that link for sure. I would not. Like <laughs> the whole thing made me so grossed out. Even as an adult, it. like yeah. as a kid, like I was like, this is fucking nasty. And then uh-huh. but then even as an adult, like imagining the two of them doing although I would much rather want to think of Jack Lemon doing it than Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau that's yeah. just so much jowls and extra <laughs> skin. I felt like like kissing him would be so weird. So. I don't know, man. It gives us hope. You know what I mean? Like you can keep on getting it all up into your seventies or whatever. Who cares, right? All right, yeah. Tom. What's your what's your ten word or less synopsis of Grumpy Old Men? And old men being over the top, childish, and mean. Hilarious. <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Good. Go. I would watch that. I was going to say that one. <laughs> that one might work a little better on the poster for sure mm-hmm. uh, than Mandy's version, but. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get into it. I'm going to play a clip at the beginning here. We're just going to this is where we meet Max and John. Love the banter between these two, and I feel like this is how I want to have a friendship into my like 70s for sure. But here we go. Morning, dickhead. Hello, moron. What are you? Uh... Never mind. Never mind. Just forget it. Who's the guy yakking at your door? Just mind your own business, will you? Mind your own business, will you? Mind your own business. Why don't you tie your shoelace? You'll oh, fall on your up. stupid head. <laughs> fall on your stupid head. I love it. Um, so, yeah, they're just uh, two old guys that live next door to each other, and they kind of hate each other. And they also, uh, you know, they're friends. It's good times. Yeah, Marching they used men, to be. Yeah, right? Uh, so mm-hmm. that's who we're dealing with, Walter Matthau, Jack Lemmon. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom, we forced this movie upon you, but here's a question that we don't, I don't remember to ask often enough. If we were to have given you the reins on this and said, you know, you tell us the movie that shaped your childhood, what would you make us watch? I don't know. I loved action comedies like Indiana Jones or Demolition Man. Fester Stallone was one that stuck in my head. Okay. Um, Good. Yeah. Same I love that stuff. For sure. All right. So this, this one's kind of not, this one's a little outside of that wheelhouse for you, but uh, all in all, uh, let's, uh, let's talk then, I guess, about, uh, standout performances. Do we want to, Mandy, do you want to give a rundown of who's who first? Yeah. We'll, okay. Uh, so we talked, Jack Lemon plays John Gustafson, Walter Matthau. I always want to go Walter Matthau from, um, it, when he's like, Oh, bad news bears in the third, um, Austin power. Sorry. Okay. I digress. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, he played Max Goldman, uh, and Margaret played Ariel true. Uh, Burgess Meredith played Grandpa Gustafson. Daryl Hannah was Melanie. Absolutely um, she, forgot she was in this movie, by the way. Yes, I know, right? And then Kevin Pollack, who, God, he just keeps coming up, which is so funny because he's not someone that, like, I think shaped my childhood, but he seems to be in, like, every other movie. Tons of movies. Yeah, he, I remember him mostly from uh, That Thing You Do. He's yes. uh, uh, Abby the Rub, Give Me the Rub guy. He's the, Yeah. <laughs> The right. yeah, um, and then um, he plays Jacob, um, and then other than that, well, Ossie Davis plays Chuck, mm-hmm. and Buck Buck Henry plays Mr. Snyder. I sure. think those are like the most. Yeah, pretty much. This was a. I mean, we did get a, a cameo from cast. Shooter McGavin shows up in here. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry, I should have mentioned him because I did his age. Yeah, <laughs> Christopher McDonald, who will always be Shooter McGavin. Right, and he's plays, always an asshole in all of the movies. <laughs> He's the best asshole. But super surprised he was in this. Totally forgot about him. So. <laughs> that's on his resume. He's All like right. my best asshole. <laughs> yeah. So th- that's the who's who that's in the movie. Uh, Tom, do you have a standout performance or somebody that you like forgot was in the movie or that just did an exceptional job? Like who, who was a standout for you? I don't, well, the old man obviously is the, had the funny lines. <laughs> yep. Yes. The yeah, other minor yeah. characters didn't really stand out. Other than the two leads. Sure, sure. Yeah, this was very, yeah, it was Burgess Meredith took the show and then Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau sort of carried the thing. Um, Not a lot left to do for the rest of them other than to be uh, sort of a motivation to get back together again. And then uh, Ozzie Davis just kind of pumped life back into them after his Yes, 
<laughs> his little speech there, which was fun. Yes, that was going to be my standout performance. Like when you're when I found myself like grinning from ear to ear when he was talking, like after spending time with Ariel and like because his face was he did such a good job just like lighting up sure. and talking about like living. And then, of course, he dies, which just yeah. sucks. But I do think it's awesome that when they talk about different people dying and they're like lucky bastards. Right, right, yeah. That he was able to die like in his or like in a head-on collision. Yeah. Um, yeah, but uh okay, let's get a couple of clips out here then. We'll talk uh since you were mentioning Chuck, let's go ahead and hear him. You guys are the biggest damn bullshitters in this entire frozen nation. You're just plain chicken. Both of you, if you ask me. Beautiful woman just sitting there. 20 feet from your front yard and you trying to tell me that you'd rather park your wrinkly butts on a frozen piece of ice <laughs> kissing up to a couple of buckets of fish bait nice all right uh and then we'll get a little bit from uh, grandpa gustafson here too anyway what's on my mind it's butt cold out here and i'm fresh out of beer here <laughs> someone moved into the clickner place woman a woman yeah. a woman did you mount her? Oh, Dad. No, no, wait a minute. She got big thighs. <laughs> no. No? And what's the problem? Yeah, I love it. I love it. So I mean, much. what's wrong with big thighs? <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess Grandpa's not a fan. But uh, not. All right. And then, for, so for me, my stand-up performance, uh, I really enjoyed, um, I, I mean, I, something should be said for Kevin Pollack. I thought he was fun. In this movie, I thought he did a decent job of being a minor character in a movie that otherwise didn't necessarily need their little backstory there. Um, but it was the the reincorporation of like lost love and letting things go instead of like uh, you know uh, pouncing on an opportunity that you saw and you let pass. It was like the one that got away sort of thing. So yeah, they had to kind of be there to to sort of relive that the one that got away moment, I guess. Um, yeah, for yeah, sure. I mean. Walter Matthau for me is one of the funniest. This is one of the funniest performances I've seen in quite a long time. Uh, and he's just so fucking funny to look at and to listen, talk. And when they're arguing and angry, like literal angry old people are one of my favorite things. Oh my life. God. Yeah. We haven't done it yet, but I love the movie life when, sure. but, and that's not even real old people. It's two young people playing old people, but <laughs> right. it's so great. Yeah. Old people bitching at each other, especially like even old couples. It's just like the best. Yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's continue on to talk. Um, just so you know, too, Walter Matthau ended up, um, this was the sixth movie that they did out of 10 movies okay. together, Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon. And um, and after filming this, he ended up getting double pneumonia because it was so cold because they were actually, you know, in oh, Minnesota. Nice. Which is I, basically the third circle. Of I was hell looking at all of the snow and I was like, these don't look like, uh, like potato flakes because that's usually right? what they're they're trying to deal with so that's fun look at that yeah all right uh so tom uh we've talked about uh performance so you said that the the secondary cast was a little bit lacking right uh they're just kind of focused around the main two people and and then the rest of them i mean kind of didn't really even need to to be there i guess to get the point across on the um for the movie uh what do you think about ann margaret as the uh the lead female actress um the siren so to speak across the street <laughs> I thought she was great. I, I thought that it, uh, it kind of reminded me of like the, the manic pixie dream girl trope, like before that was a thing. Okay. I Because th like, th I don't know. I don't know. No, you're no. right. Yeah. She was very like whimsical and sure. just and had, she, I mean, exactly she was a little bit thirsty. Yeah. I feel like, like she definitely led those guys, like led on uh, Max, like big time, like, she didn't really want to do Max, but she made Max think that she wanted to do him. I guess, sure. or like all the guys, really. I just feel like she was kind of like she was a people pleaser, right? She was everything that everyone needed her to be at the time. You know what I mean? Like, uh, she clearly was like that light and the spark in the eye that that uh, Chuck needed at the time, and she was trying to be like she went out fishing with uh, Max and tried to sort of bend to their uh, whims. You know what I mean? Uh, which was cool, I guess. You know, she's ready to kind of do whatever anyone needs her to be. I suppose. Did you guys think she was be like as beautiful as they as everyone felt like she was? 
I think she, I think she's a gorgeous older lady. You know what I mean? Like she's she was yeah. she could get it. You know what I mean? What about I mean, you, it, Tom? I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she's always been like a, a mm-hmm. star, right? Like Anne Margaret was always kind of a big deal back in the day. So. Yeah, sex kitten. Yeah, for sure. All right, let's hit some more. Okay, here's uh, Muriel, or I'm sorry, not Muriel, Ariel. <laughs> uh, here's Ariel. We can meet her here via this clip. Oh, uh, your toilet is broken? Oh, no, thank goodness. Oh, I don't know. The house seems so empty tonight, and I do so love bathrooms. <laughs> you know, you can tell an awful lot about a person from his bathroom. Did you know that? Oh, I don't know. Oh, there it is. Bath- I can't wait to see what I find in there. <laughs> you know, it's better than having your palm read. Well, uh, you give you- me 30 seconds at a person's bathroom, and I will give you a complete and accurate profile. All right, two questions. How comfortable would you be with somebody knocking on your door right now and going into your bathroom? Either one of you. Right now, my bathroom is pretty much empty because I'm halfway through. Packed in some boxes. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best it's ever going to get. There you go. (laughs) Um, I think it's weird, especially if it was somebody that I was attracted to. I'd be like, uh, I don't know. No thanks. I mean, yeah. And then second question is what would they find out about you? Uh, from your bathroom what do you think someone would think about you just as a general opinion based on your bathroom for tom a, he's a he's a nomad have, he just moves i have a seven-year-old daughter yeah tom <laughs> tom doesn't like have anything in there it's right. just a to- like, he doesn't like to do anything but shit and that's it like there's no <laughs> he doesn't yeah. spend a lot of time in there it's like a half roll of toilet paper and like a hand towel and that's all it's in there <laughs> just the necessities that's all we need well, I had a sweaty butt problem. I tried like a bunch of like gold bond stuff and it never really worked for me. I could never really figure it out. So I had like a bunch of like, that'd be like an embarrassing thing. Oh, sure. Just like a, a plethora of different options for that. Yeah. For like chafing. Like, this sounds like you, you, you need to solve this problem on your podcast, Tom, your uh, creativity wasted, you know, bring that up as your next issue. It come up in conversation for sure. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Is that like the first thing you say to people when you meet them? Like, hi, I'm Tom. I have a sweaty butt problem. <laughs> it used to be now, is this an all year thing? Does it happen to you in the winter or only in the summer? Mostly in the summer. But if yeah. I'm nervous for a set and I'm sitting and I'm sweating, oh, oh yeah, I can feel it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you don't have any leather furniture or like leather seats in your car, do you? That'd be a disaster. No, well, I just can't afford it. I get that. Don't worry. I'm a lunch lady and Matt's unemployed. So you're That's in good true. company. Yeah, we're, we're here with you, man. Uh, okay. So from the chat, we have uh, Lexola said, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for eating biscuits. That was for Anne Margaret. So nice job there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then movie lover Stacy said, I actually thought Anne Margaret was prettier than Sophia Loren in the second one, which I, yeah, something about Sophia Loren that I'm just not into. Like she's real, real <laughs> weird to me, but, but well, I in the second one, she looks like she remember when Homer had the makeup gun and he shoots the wall and it's a clown. When Marge is like, Homer, you have it set on whore. Like, yeah. that's what Sophia Loren looks like to me in the second movie. They wanted to make her, like, they're like, if we just put all this plaster on her face, even sure. though she's old as dirt, <laughs> she'll still look hot. No, yeah. like, underneath that plaster, she's still super old. <laughs> right, right. All right, let's let's uh, let's hop into some more. Okay, well, here's the thing. Uh, is there anything about this movie that you did not enjoy, Tom? Is there anything about this movie that needed to be fixed? And what would you do to fix it? Fixed? I don't know. I did notice one thing that was weird is that a lot of the plot revolved around spying in windows. Okay, yeah. I didn't remember that. Nice, yeah. Oh, you know what I didn't need, I guess, was the whole tax man angle on this. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the him like climbing out the window to evade the tax guy. Like, just... Just stay in the house and turn the lights off. Like, why do you need That's to That's what Mark leave? said. Like, you don't need to climb out the second story window and, like, roll down the roof, for fuck's sake. Just let, yes. not let the guy in. I mean, it's doing... And also, too, at the end when he's like, hey, when Walter Matthau's like, hey, I, I paid the extra yeah. 13 grand. He just got married. Like, shouldn't they just sell that fucking house? Right, you know, right. and like, he, she obviously has money. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like he doesn't need your money anymore. But then I, I do believe that Jacob ends up living there in the second, like they end up living. Oh, in the second one. that makes Jacob sense. I was going to, cause he did say it was just a loan, which means, all right. So when you sell the house, you can sell it on your own terms at least. And then give him his money back, I guess. Cause yeah, yeah you don't need both houses across the street. 
uh, which was fun for me. The idea of what owning, you, sorry, go ahead. I just, the idea of owning the house across the street is kind of fun anyway, though. Like just invite people over and be like, you guys can hang out, you know, in the, I mean, that would be like the best marriage ever is if you just stayed in houses. In houses across the street. Yeah. Um, but if we didn't have him, we wouldn't have had the whole, it's like talking about, oh, yeah, like you're, you're, um, Gustafson, you mean like that weirdo or whatever, the one that goes down to the men's, the, where, the strip club where they, the men take their clothes off. Like yeah. that made me laugh out loud. I forgot about that. Let part. me see if I have this. Yeah. I think I have that quote here real quick. Excuse me. I wonder if you gentlemen could tell me uh, where I could find Mr. Gustafson. No, Gustafson. No, no. Sorry. No, John no. Gustafson. That's right. Uh, oh, yeah. You mean the uh, low life, <laughs> ass wipe, egg sucker, John Gustafson? Have you seen him? Man's crazy. Man's crazy. He's <laughs> hanging out around those kinky strip bars. You know, the ones where the men take their clothes off? Nice. All right. That was a much longer so clip, but we don't need any more of it. We got it. No, that was perfect. Um, all right, awesome. let's, uh, Mandy, do you have any more fun facts? Is there anything you can not really, in? there, okay. there was not hardly any fun facts about this. Um, I do, I have a lot of family from Minnesota. My, um, my grandparents are both from there on my mom's side and, um, they do like drive out onto the ice and like camp, like they have campers sure. and I town out on the ice. Yes. And like ice fishing and stuff, like I wouldn't, I hate ice fishing because I never catch anything and I always freeze my ass off. But yeah. if I had that sweet ass cabin out there, those amazing, you know, shanties, I would do that shit all the time. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Tom, do you spot. ice fish? This is a sweet spot for day drinking out there is what it is. That's all. Right. Or drinking if you're, yeah. <laughs> if you're Lexola, yeah. you know, yeah. in Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not an ice fisherman. My dad was, but I, I never got into that. All right. Um, no. But we never in Michigan, where where we were, our, our elevation, occasionally people would drive their cars out on the ice, but it wasn't a regular thing. And now I don't, I can't imagine doing that because of global I warming. I hated it. Yeah, yeah, it's so hit or miss. Right. I always hated getting anywhere near uh, the ice anyway. Like, we uh, one I remember one time we went over to some friend's house who lived on a giant hill and it just kind of went out into a field, we thought, and you get on the sleds and you just go, right? Like you get and they had it packed down and it was perfect. Like it was perfect scenario for sledding. And we went just hauling ass down the hill and you come out of the end in what looks like a big ass open field because it's all covered with snow. And then we get up, we go walking back, and they're like, Yeah, be, by the way, be careful out there because that's the lake that you're on. And I'm like, oh my fuck. Like we were way, it, it sails you way out into the center of this lake. And I'm like, yeah, had I known that, there's no fucking way, man. This is not, not something Heck I'm yeah. into. Uh, I mean, I would do the tip up ice fishing where you just like set it there and then you can just like go inside and then look out to see if the flag, like tip, right. you're not supposed to leave them, but whatever. I don't think I've ever been ice fishing ever. Like my family, my, my family are like avid outdoors people. But uh, I don't think they were ever they ever did the ice fishing thing too. That's that's weird. They both I mean <laughs> they all they all fish during like the summer you know like on a boat like in a boat but not ever done the ice fishing. Huh. I would get dragged to it when I was a kid and I remember like accidentally sticking my foot in the fishing hole and like falling starting to fall in and your whole foot gets frozen cold and everything. <laughs> yeah, not a fan, man. I'm not about <laughs> the cold. Everybody does at least once. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you ice fish. I uh, I went outside yesterday to uh, to snow blow the driveway, and that was enough for me. I was like, I haven't Great. experienced this yet, and I don't want to do it again. So I'm done with the winter. If that could just go ahead and pass over, that would be exceptional. I'll take. We used it. to have a thing where I lived. There were two lakes next to each other, and there was a channel in between that would never freeze over. Okay. And people would drive their snowmobiles over the water between the lakes. I've seen people do that. That is seems the most irresponsible thing that anyone can do with a snowmobile. Uh, I would terrifying. like to do that before I die. There I don't you go. Know if it's worth buying a snowmobile to do it. <laughs> do you uniform. like snowmobiling? Because that's also in this movie. She's like going so fast. Are you a <laughs> snowmobiler? Not really, but I want to do that once. <laughs> <laughs> This is another, like, this is a uh, story of Matt's childhood again. Uh, I was on, my brother bought a snowmobile and it was real bad. Like it was like a shitty side of the road, like for parts snowmobile. And he like ramshackle mixed it together with some other machinery he had and like created a functional snowmobile out of it. 
And I was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to take this thing out in the woods. So I was just me by myself. I don't even know if anyone knew I was going. And I jumped on the snowmobile and just hauled ass into the woods. And I got a good distance away from like civilization and the, the belt fell off of yeah. the thing. And I was just stranded there. I was like, I can't like drag this back to the mainland. Like I'm in the woods in the snow and it's just me. Uh, so I had to like walk my ass all the way back up to where people lived and tell my, I was like, I fucked up. I lost your snowmobile. I was like, I guess we can just follow my tracks back to where I ended up because for right now, uh, I have no idea where I even was. I just walked toward where I knew people would live. Uh, and, uh, we ended up getting it back out again. I think he had to go bring, I think he had to go buy a belt and I had to kind of describe to him the issue. I was like, this big belt <laughs> fell off the thing. I don't know anything about any of it. Like I don't have, I'm not technically inclined at all, but I was like, yeah, the bigger belt fell off the thing. And he's like, all right, well, we'll go to get it taken care of. But that was a uh, bad experience for me. I don't like, Yeah. now I like, I wouldn't drive anything that's like not new. I hate driving used things now <laughs> because I just don't find them to be as uh, dependable as I need them to be. I don't want to get myself into a bad spot again. So yeah, I would rent, again. like, I feel like I would go up North and like rent snowmobiles because if they break down, they're like obligated to like bring you, you know, to, like, bring you a new one or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But people, I mean, people die or like get frostbite because they get stuck. Some, um, yeah, no, not, yeah, a not a fan. All right. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mandy, did you have any like down spots in this movie that you were like, this part sucks or like <clears throat> this part needs to I be really, fixed? I don't, I didn't like Ariel at first. Like when I, I just thought she was psychotic. I thought that she was overbearing. Um, I, I do enjoy like how just like full of life she is. And it did, it made me want, even at the age I'm at now to be like, yeah, you know, and how she, I like how inspiring she was, but just in general, in the beginning, she's annoying. Well, we have that for inspiration. And then we also have this. Oh, and the the snowmobiling in the middle of the night, like how disrespectful, (laughs) like what a bitch. You're new here, bitch. You came from California and you're like, you think this is how life works? Like clearly you weren't out uh snowmobiling around your streets in california uh but all right here is some other that was motivation yes but here's some other motivation for people out there in case they need this how are you funky hey buttercup yeah give me two packs of camels and a cup of your special coffee you love muffin you you're supposed to be smoking filter cigarettes pop yeah well i'm 94 years old what the hell do i care (laughs) i like that i like once you get to the end you're just like you know what fuck it like what are they gonna do give me an old ticket like i don't like just live your life man just do your thing so i thought that oh, was yeah fun. oh speaking of rips to buddy white man yes i know right the day before the end of the year just or like mm-hmm. the last day of the year sad news uh fortunately not not a ton of movies that she was in that really affect the podcast so no that's true yeah, yeah. What was she, she in like lake Plaza? It was more like tv yeah right yeah that's all I remember from. All right. So <laughs> let's see here. What else do we have for clips? We've already done this. Uh, Max changes. What's this? Remember to win the jackpot. Ah, yes. Changing the channels. First number is a... Pizza, pizza. <laughs> so this is... I should give some context, I suppose. This is for... Uh, this is... He's standing outside, or he's actually in his house across the way. Uh, with a remote control changing the channels while um, the other guy, not Max, what's his name? I don't know. John. To, yeah, John is trying to see if he won the lottery. Schmuck doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> 25. Just one more white ball, and here it is. <laughs> All right. As, as it turns out, that wasn't that great of a clip. But anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, it's almost like you had to see it, but right. yeah. The idea is that he's pointing a remote control through the window and changing the channel on him while he's trying to focus. But uh also again another story from matt's childhood uh this happened to us uh when i was a kid my neighbor was my aunt and they also had the same cable provider that we did uh they had prime star and i don't know why we figured this out but at some point we realized that their prime star remote control would work on our prime star box next door so i used to go and point it through the window at my brother when he was watching television uh, and he would freak the fuck out. Like you'd like, he'd be in there shaking the remote around. Take, he would take the batteries out of the remote, uh, to get it to stop happening. I think he thought there was some sort of short in the remote control. That is hilarious. Uh, and I don't know if we ever, I don't know if I ever told him that I did that. 
<clears throat> I should probably do that at some point. Um, when we were in high school, Matt and I went to high school together, Tom. So we know a lot of the same people, but um, there were two boys in the band and there were the band teacher. I, I, that, I don't remember. Made, when you said it that way, it made it seem like that was the whole band. Like, I mean, practically. We high school together and there were two boys in the band and that was it. Yeah. Like, one played <laughs> the big drum and the other one had like a trumpet and that was it. Like, that's the whole thing. I don't remember the band teacher's name. I feel like his wife ended up being the choir teacher. But anyway, um, talking, he, uh, the one that ended up getting famous, she was in the the fairy uh, tooth fairy movie with uh, Larry the Cable Guy. I don't know if it was if that was it or not. Remember the band teacher that drove the the little tiny sports car? Yeah, and Mr. he was just it Mr. Butte. Yes, Mr. Butte. Okay, so two of the guys that we went to high school with. Um, they took Mr. Butte, they, Mr. Butte gave them a ride somewhere and they took his garage door opener. Oh, and then no. the next day before school, they went to like, they stood outside and every time he pushed the button to open the garage door, like he'd get in the car and they would shut the garage door. And it was like, and he was so pissed yeah. and like, and it happened a bunch of times. And then when he came, to, he came to school and he's like, I know it was you. I know, you know, these, it was obvious. These yeah. two boys were like huge troublemakers, which for band member, you know, people in the band, like that's about as risky as it gets, but yeah. Simon remembers that story too. He also went yeah. to school with us. He's happened to be uh, watching in via Twitch, by the way. Uh, yep. So yeah, if you guys are ever interested in seeing what the hell happens on this thing live, you should uh, go follow us on Twitch and you can see it all happen as it happens. But uh, all right, so we are getting ready to end this portion of the podcast. We're winding things down. Before we get to that point, though, I do want to remind, and I'm going to ask all of you guys too, just in case, but I do want to remind everybody out there that is listening that we always have a uh, Facebook question of the day uh, that goes along with each of our episodes. And today, the Facebook question of the day was name a movie uh, that had like really good or like just great outtakes at the end. Um, this got to be a thing during the 90s where they would yeah. release like a, a blooper reel at the end of a movie, at the end of a comedy. I wish they still did it. I, I really do. I love bloopers so much. I like every once in a while, they'll even do it for TV shows. They'll release mm-hmm. like a special episode of a TV show. Like The Office will have all of the bloopers from season one of The Office or whatever. And now a lot of that's content you'll find like on YouTube and you'll find it online. But I really enjoy it when it's at the end of a movie. Um, so, yeah, that's the question of the day was tell us a movie that had great outtakes at the end. So we'll get to their answers when we come back from the break. Uh, But so then you guys can think of that too, if you have any that you want to contribute to that after the break. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, we will be right back after these messages. Hey everybody, it's me, your boy, Stu McAllister. I'm the host of the Elemental Podcast. Please make it your fourth favorite podcast. It's constant swearing, occasionally funny. Free episodes every Monday and Thursday. Patreons every other day of the week. You're going to love it. Or maybe you'll just hate it. Either way, listen. Thanks. And we're back. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening to those ads. Please do what they say. It's likely just an ad for the Elemento podcast with Stu McAllister. Although Tom, if you have an ad or any sort of audio clip thing for your podcast, let me know. I'll drop it in here if I can, um, if you can get it to me in the next day or two. Uh, and then we can throw in an audio uh, ad for you. Jeez. Yeah, I'll have it by then. Okay. All right. No, <laughs> yeah, I, I all that. that stuff. Sure. Uh, well, um, we can still do it later. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So yeah, go do that. He needs all the listeners he can get. Uh, he just realized how much he has to pay for a uh, ambulance ride that he didn't know he had to pay for. And on top of the ambulance ride, he also has to pay for a stay in the hospital that he went through. And if you're curious why he was in an ambulance or why he needed to stay in a hospital, that'd be a great excuse for you to go listen to the elemental podcast. Uh, but yeah, join his Patreon. He needs all the money he can get. He only has six listeners. Uh, and if you join, uh, it will help him out a lot. Uh, so go listen to the Elemental Podcast. Okay, done. Uh, now we're going to move on to the Facebook question of the day. We did ask, uh, ask before the break. The Facebook question of the day was just give us a movie that had some sweet ass outtakes in it. And let's take a look and see what some of our answers were from the listeners. Commented on a thing we shared. Here we go. Get rid of all of this stuff. All right. So we had first answer was from Wendy, Wendy Taylor, Wendy Taylor, uh, life with Eddie Murphy and Martin Lawrence. Uh, They recommend that one for the outtakes there. 
comedian from Detroit area, Bill Bushart, says Cannonball Run. Um, oh my gosh, I have not even thought of that movie in a million years. Yeah, I watched actually, it quite a bit, though. It was one that Stu recommended that we do a long time ago. He actually gave me the DVD of Cannonball Run and said, <laughs> watch this and do it. Uh, Jared Hibbs mentioned Liar Liar. That's the big one for me. Anytime yeah. I think of outtakes for anything, it's that one. Uh, liar, liar. <clears throat> Mine is r- probably Rush Hour. Okay, which that also gets mentioned too. Uh, Stacy said agrees with Jared Hibbs that Liar Liar was hilarious. Uh, David Steve said Super Troopers had a uh, oh, nice, nice uh, outtakes portion at the end. Uh, Eric Laux uh, said as a kid, Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker bloopers from the end of Rush Hour made me laugh. So good. And then previous guest Matt Cook, comedian, says uh, Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby was a nice one. So if any of you guys out there are interested in movies that have uh, some sweet ass bloopers at the end, there's a nice list for you. Uh, and then did you guys have any to add that weren't on the list that you remember? Um, can you think, did you think of any? Well, all Jackie Chan movies, really. And, and you sure. get to see like how he broke his arm. <laughs> it looks like it's just him hurting himself. Uh-huh. Over uh-huh. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And like, like Shanghai Nights, like I remember that. Yeah. And um, yeah, I, that's, that's all I can true. think about for this movie is anytime. I mean, clearly they were all stuntmen, but anytime like the old people fell down in this movie, I was like, well, there goes a hip. Like. <laughs> real rough like that big fight scene they had which i say big fight scene but it was like trying to stab each other with a fish or whatever that was pretty exciting. Yeah. um no rush hour is the i i love it like even chris tucker because he's like he can't say gefilka fish <laughs> like though and he ha- they have to do that take like a million times nice. and then one time his phone rings and jackie chin's like we're reco- like he grabs the phone and he's like, we are recording your wasting film. I mean, sorry <laughs> if that sounded racist, but that's basically what Jackie Chan sounds like. He has a hard time speaking English. And that's what Jackie Chan said too. When, um, when Chris Tucker couldn't take a filk of fish and Jackie Chan's like, I don't even speak English. And like, you're just fucking this Yeah. Up, right. Yeah. So. Like he can do it and you can't. Yeah. Uh, oh, also movie lover Stacy says, uh, bridesmaids with Melissa McCarthy had some sweet, oh. uh, outtakes as well so. so good all right so that's the end of the facebook question of the day and let's move on to some games how about it yeah all right let's do this thing we're gonna start off with a super easy one uh it comes uh, we just talked about mr Stu McAllister, and he provided us this theme song and the theme song goes like this box office theme song it's <laughs> it short and sweet box office theme song mandy take it away all right tom what do you think the budget was for this movie back in 1993 uh, I don't know. I'm not a movie expert. I'll say 30 million. Okay. okay. That's fairly yeah. reasonable. I would think in 93, let's yeah. say I'm sure both, uh, Walter Matthau and, uh, Jack Lemon probably took a huge portion of the budget. Uh, I will say they made this film for 20 million, 35 million. Was it 35? Nice job, Tom. Holy yes. shit. That's yeah. A, that's I, yeah. A fucking movie. That's a lot for this movie. I feel like that's a sure. lot. All right. And. All right. And Tom, how much do you think that this movie has made roughly worldwide gross up until today? Uh, 90 million. Okay. Yeah. It's okay. Gotta be, I would say it's got it. Well, it's got to be at least 60, 60 or 70 because they made a sequel. <laughs> um, I'll say 80. I'll do. I'll go low end on that. It was only 71, but okay. it was still considered a box office hit though. I mean, yeah. it doubled its money. So. Yeah, it doubled its budget. Yeah. That's usually what it yeah. takes to make a sequel. Yes. Perfect. All right. So that's that. I mean, really too. I mean, it wasn't like a, it's not like it was an action movie or anything. It was just dialogue right. between two old or well, many <laughs> old people, but yeah. For sure. All right. Next game. Let's keep on trucking along. Here we go. Let's play guess the age. It is time for guess the age, Mandy. Take it away. Okay. This is uh, a big Tom, one. This is a this is a really aged one. <laughs> right. Usually it's like teenagers or something, and we're like, guess how old they were. Yeah, and they're they're all thirty, all and they're, people. they're all thirty, and they're playing a twenty <laughs> a twenty year old or whatever. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. All right, Tom. How old do you think Jack Lemmon was when he was in this movie in nineteen ninety three? Ooh, I don't know. People aged worse back then. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. So seventy. Maybe? Okay. Yeah. I think at one point he says he's sixty-eight in the movie, uh, but I'm gonna say he wasn't quite. I'm gonna say he was sixty-five. He was sixty-eight. Was he okay? That's uh-huh. fun. 
All right. Yeah, so but didn't they seem like they seemed like they were older than that? I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just don't want to imagine them being older than that. You know what I mean? Like, I just need them to be like 60 forever because I don't want them to go. And but even when he's like, I'm 68, I just feel like, in, I mean, like I work with lunch ladies that are like 62 and they like run their ass off all sure. day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So they just seemed. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's out there climbing on the roof, you know, doing his thing. <laughs> True. And he had some calves when he was dancing in his boxers, which, but his calf muscles were, they were, they were kicking it. So I love the fact that he gave up on every, like all of the precautions he had been taking, you know, like, he's like, fuck it. We're going two eggs. We're going Tabasco sauce. We don't care about life at all. He's like, I just fucked. And now it's time to let it all go. He could die today and he'd be a happy man. Exactly. After what do you say? Thirteen years it been since he had sixteen. I think. I don't. Really yeah, remember. I think it was six. I don't know. That's such a long time. Like it wouldn't yeah. even work anymore. I feel like. <laughs> and it, oh. oh my gosh! So Kate was sitting on the couch with me while this movie was on, which there was quite a bit of language, but she was playing ABC Mouse. My yeah. daughter's seven, and um, and she would look up when there was a cuss word because she knows that they're not supposed to be, you know, that <laughs> like yeah. So. Anyways, um, the only time that she looked up from her goddamn Chromebook was when Walter Matthau was watching that woman do like the thing on TV in the leotard. And yeah. like, I was just like, this is so awkward because it wasn't even like she was exercising. She was just like, it was, I mean, she might, I think she was supposed to be exercising, but yeah. it was just like a whole lot of that movie when we did dirty work. You remember that? Uh, and he's like, I'm watching these broads work out. Like, and it was just him watching those women in leotards exercising. And it reminded me of that too. I was like, that's, it was just very awkward. But anyway, I guess you get what you can when you're 68 years old or whatever. All right. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Uh, Tom, how old do you think Walter Matthau was in 1993? I'm guessing probably older 75. Okay. I'll say 71. He was 73. Okay. Yep. So he is five years older than Jack Lemmon. Wow. All right. But I mean, when you're at that old, five years makes a big difference. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> when you're like in your forties, it doesn't make a difference. But when you're like in your, I figured he had to be older because I was doing like the math in the movie. Cause mm-hmm. uh, old man says he's 94. And at one point Jack Lemmon said he was 68 and I'm like, he's gotta be older. I would, I don't know. It just seemed like there's no way that that guy could also be Walter Matthau's dad too. You know what uh-huh. I mean? But, yeah. Um, um, and since we me- we mentioned him, um, how old do you think Burgess Meredith, who played Grandpa Gustafson, how old do you think he was in 1993? Mid-90s. Okay. okay. Yeah. I'll say 90. He was 86. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they made him, which is funny because he's not that much older than, he's only 13 years older than Walter Matthau. Right, yeah. And he's playing the the dad, yeah. But um, he's 18 but he's, years older than Jack Lemmon, so he could have been. Uh, yeah, it's possible, especially back in the day. That would would have been normal. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, too, like, I, I just, I guess, like, even when he was in Rocky, I still feel like he was in his 90s. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, like, seemed old since forever. Um, all right. How old do you think Anne Margaret was who played Ariel? 60. Okay. Matt, if you can right. not die. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had, I had to hold down my cough button. It worked out. Um, <laughs> let's say she had to be, uh, I'll say 60 for the fun of it. I'll say 69. <laughs> <laughs> she was 52. Really? Wow. Yeah, she looked didn't look all that great for not her. knowing that. I really thought she was like in her like upper sixties for sure. No, no, unless I did the math wrong, which is totally possible. <laughs> but um, all right, and then I also uh, there's quite a few, so I'll try to speed this up a little. Yeah. Um, how old do you think Daryl Hannah was? She was the one that played Melanie. Yeah, the daughter, not super well utilized in this movie, although. I'm not a huge fan of Daryl Hannah, pretty much anything she was in. Like she's just, oh, I love her, but I, I, but now she looks like fish. Like she, it looks horrible. She looks horrible. She yeah. has had so much work done. She's worse than Meg Ryan, which is really bad. Meg Ryan looks like she's look like she got pulled straight out of that hole with a, that fishing hole. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in her lip. But anyway, maybe 40. Okay. Ooh, I'll say, like 30, 
No, probably like 40. Yeah, like 42. He was 33. Oh, wow. <laughs> really? Um, the I'm just trying to had? imagine because of their age as the parents. I'm like, there's they got to be close-ish to, but yeah. Yeah. Um, how old do you think Kevin Pollack was, Tom? I don't know. He's like a guy who has like an old man vibe, even when he's <laughs> yeah. a type of guy. Yes. He has an old man like cheeks and nose and hairline, like just yeah. since he was born. I think it's funny. 40? Okay. okay. Uh, I think it's funny because Kevin Pollack just seems overly confident uh, for being, he's like a short little guy and there's nothing really like overly attractive about him. But for some reason I find him to be uh, an attractive man. Like I'm like, I yes. like this guy and it's, I think it's purely because of his confidence level. And uh, he also does some pretty decent uh, impressions, which I think are fun too. But anyway. Yes, I, I agree. How old do you think he is? Or he was, Matt? I will say he was 42. 36. You guys are so right. bad at this. I'm bad. It's bad. Like, it's <laughs> and then. Oh, um, huh? That's not that bad. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, it's not. I just meant like they mm. weren't that old. Like the, they, are, they should be offended. No, I'm just kidding. <clears throat> and then. Um, so just uh, uh, Ossie Davis was 76. Um, and then Christopher McDonald, who played, who was Shooter McGavin, he was 38. Nice. And unfortunately, he was the only good looking person I felt like in this movie. And yeah. he was a jerk. So I definitely, I, I guess, Stu, if I had to do one of them, it would be Kevin Pollack. Yeah, this is the, the Stu McAllister, uh, who would Mandy do portion of the podcast. Yeah. So, I mean, Christopher McDonald is definitely good looking in this movie, but he's such an asshole. Right. So. All right, going for shooter. All right, next. Game. Like he he wouldn't have been a giver. Jacob no. would have been a giver. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Uh, all right, next game. Off we go. Ooh, that sound. Did you hear that sound? Ooh, that sound. The sound that just played you. All right, it is time for What's That Sound? And of course, that theme song was brought to us by previous guest and comedian, Mr. Jared Hibbs. For this game, Tom, what I'm going to do is I'm going to take a sound from this movie and I'm going to play it for you out loud. And you're going to tell me what's happening on screen during this sound. There are three of them. Uh, one of them is a little more difficult than the others, and we'll see what we can do. Uh, the game would be much better if you had headphones, but we'll give it a shot and see what happens without the headphones. Let's take it away. First one goes like, wait, hold on. Let me get some volume on it first. First sound is going to go like this. All right. What's happening on screen during that sound? If you need me to play it again, I can. Uh, is that the... The insurance guy, uh, when the snow fell off the roof and landed on him. Nope, that's a decent guess, but nope, that is yeah. not that's not what's happening there. Mandy, do you want to take a swing at this one? Um, it's when Jack Lemon falls off the roof. In that the is very, correct. Like, yep, it's right, when John yeah. falls falls backwards off the roof before he meets uh, Ariel in the lawn. So, all right, there you go. And then, so yeah, you guys are kind of working as a team here. As long as one of you gets it, you're doing good. All right, next one. Uh, Tom, go ahead and see if you can get this one here. Let's give it some volume. And here we go. All right. <laughs> What's happening on screen? Uh, it sounds like snow again. Okay. Uh, and it sounded like a metal sound. Like You're halfway there. <laughs> yeah, I love it when I love this talking it through. It's great. <laughs> Want me to play it again? I'll play it again. Here we go. All right. Was there like a car? I don't remember a car crash. Kind of. Close. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Clearly, I, I don't know. I was gonna say clearly Mandy's got this one. So Mandy, what was this? It's when he hits the cans, the trash cans in front of Chuck's. That is correct. And also I mean, movie lover Stacy says when he hits the trash cans in front of the bait shop. So nice job. And don't feel bad about this, Tom, because I've seen this movie probably a hundred times. Oh, for sure. So. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then the last, next one, this one's going to be tough. I got a feeling this one's going to be tough for Mandy too, but maybe not. We'll see how it goes. Uh, let's get some audio levels up on this. And here we go. 
different. What do you got there? Um, <laughs> it's not the snowmobile scene because you can hear like a TV. Yep. Yep. That's correct. Yep. Um, <laughs> I got nothing. Okay. No problem. We got, we need some like, uh, I'm thinking music <laughs> during that portion. I feel like that would make it so much worse. Yeah. What do you, what um, do you got, Mandy? It, it's when he uses the auger and then he's scooping up the ice. With that is the correct. Spoon. Yes, that is that is the thing. Yeah, he's so he's in the ice shanty. He's uh, using the uh, motorized auger and then yeah, dips the hole out with all the ice. So. Oh, he's got like a radio or something. Yeah, yep, it's a radio playing. That's what I was oh, like. This radio, is gonna throw right. people. This is gonna okay. throw people for sure. But all right, nice job with that. And then we are off to our final game, and of course that also has a theme song. And the theme song was provided by movie lover Stacy. Uh, in the chat on Twitch right now, but here we go. First, Matt plays a backwards clip, then he plays some forward clips. Then he gets to pick your brain to see which two clips are the same. Backwards, forwards, backwards, forwards. Let's play, let's play backwards, forwards. All right, this game is a little weird, Tom. I'm not going to lie. It's one of our stupidest games, but it's also one of the most fun to create. Uh, this is where I take a backward phrase from the film. Or I take a phrase from the film that's forwards long and I play it backwards for you. And then from that clip, you need to tell me which of the front frontward facing clip. Yeah, you'll get it. All right. I'm going to play a backwards clip for you a bunch of times in a row. Just get this into your brain. It's going to be a bunch of times. Here we go. Uh, we'll add some volume to this as well. And let's hear this. Okay. So that's the backwards version of it. Now I'm going to play you that again and four options. And you tell me which one it is. One, two, three, or four is the frontward facing clip. Here we go. Is it one? Complete and accurate profile. Two. But sometimes it's necessary. Three. I teach American literature. Or four. Seems so empty tonight. All right, we'll do it again. And again, there are no stakes on this time. You don't win a damn thing, so don't worry about it. <laughs> this is a dumb game that doesn't make any sense, uh, but here we go. One more time, I'll give you the whole thing. Complete and accurate profile. But sometimes it's necessary. I teach American literature. Seems so empty tonight. All right, what do you think? Is it clip one, two, three, or four? I'm going to say three, but I'm not super confident. Okay. And Mandy, what do you got? I'm going to say two, but three would have been my number two guess. Okay. It is, in fact, number three. Nice. Good job, Tom. Nice job. Right. Uh, We had uh, Getem Oliver in the chat said, uh, was trying to decipher what the backward phrase was. And he said, burst, see stinky grandma, sneaky snaw, is what he thought the the person was saying. (laughs) Uh, and then movie lover Stacy nailed it with number three. So nice job in the chats there as well. I, I heard the word licorice. Like that's a, <laughs> I just kept hearing like the word licorice. <laughs> All right. So we have another one of these. We've got round two of backwards forwards. Yay. Uh, and so here goes the, the backward phrase over and over again. At first, we'll just give this, we'll drill it into your brain. Here we go. Oh, hold on. Let me give you some more volume on this. Wait for it. Here we go. The word hail is in there for sure. It's like hail hydra. It's really hard. Hail is in there somewhere. All right. Okay, now I'm going to play the backward phrase and then the four options, and you tell me if it's one, two, three, or four. Here we go. Having your palm read. Short distance correctly. I love that line. By Mr. Edward Albee. All right. Is it one, two, three, or four? Two. Two? Okay. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two also. All right. And it was number two. Nice job. Yay. I short distance correctly. (laughs) That was really the backwards phrase was so short. It was hard. Yeah. Yep. All right. I was just picking like the last syllable or the first syllable and then (laughs) I do the same thing. (laughs) Tom, it's so weird when we have people play this game, right? Which we've created this game and it's so dumb. And I'm like, I have to I apologize for it every time, but it's the most fun for me to do. Like for me to pull the clips and figure this all out. Um, so I keep doing it anyway, just out of pure, uh, you know, joy for myself. But, uh, it's so funny to listen to people's, like the way they decipher this game or like they try to win this game. 
And some of our guests are so adamant about winning yeah. it. They're like, I need this. I need to win this. And I'm like, <laughs> guys, there is literally zero stakes involved here. It's not like you're going to walk away with cash and prizes. It's just for, <laughs> for my own entertainment. So there's no leaderboard or anything. No, we have no, no. we have no, no leaderboards on the top here. Uh, but nice job. You guys nailed them both. Very good. And uh, let's go ahead and check out what else we've got. Oh, that was the last of the game stuff. Uh, so I guess at this point, Tom, we want to make sure we check in with you. Has there been anything about the movie that you'd hoped that we would have talked about that we have not talked about yet? Uh, I, I don't know. I, I mentioned briefly that it involved a lot of spying and windows. Yep. Um, which probably they wouldn't do today. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah. But, um, I was just thinking about like, where's the line and like spying through the windows. Cause at one point they mentioned like binoculars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah, I think that like, that's like too creepy. Sure. But- it is weird. I didn't think of that because they talk about the, the children, uh, Max's, you know, the, um, whatever her name is. Jacob and Melanie. Yeah. Jacob and Mel. that's the ones. Uh, that they used to spy, like he used to spy on her through the windows, and then they are doing the same thing to Anne Margaret uh, across the way uh, from their houses too, which is funny. I didn't realize that that was a thing, but yeah, that makes sense. Um, okay, so I'm weird about windows at night. Like I will not have my blinds open at night yeah. at all. Like I want all of my blinds to be shut because when my lights on. And Jack Lemon just sits in front of his windows playing chess. Yeah. So that everyone can see him. I'm like, that would be so weird. Like anybody just walking by, I can just like peek in. Literally one of my favorite things to do driving around at night yes. is like looking into other people's houses to see what I can see inside. Uh, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before, but one time I swear to God, I thought I saw someone in the process of murdering their whole family. <laughs> I legit thought I saw someone walking across their living room with a shotgun held up to their shoulder and like advancing across the room so much so and i was by myself so there was no one to like corroborate this with and i was so much so that i turned my vehicle around went back and like looked back in the window again just to make sure that i didn't see what i thought i was seeing and like the dust was cleared and i was like well nobody's around so i guess we're good to go and i just kept on driving so I was okay like, was this in hastings because i bet people walk around with shotguns over their shoulders yeah, that's all the time. probably true but no this was in this was in dalton this is where we grew up oh same it was yeah right yeah <laughs> Um, and it was in like a, a backwoods part of Delton, which makes more sense that they just have random, like, I think everyone's issued a shotgun at birth and just like, this yeah. is, you just hang onto it over your shoulder. But I legitimately was frightened that someone was in the process of like breaking into a house or like killing their family or whatever. So much so that I had to like go back and, and check to see what was going on. And I didn't hear anything about it on the news the next day. So I felt pretty confident that I just kind of hallucinated <laughs> that at the time, but I did a lot of driving real late at night. So who knows whether I was even awake while I was <laughs> That's right. good old rumble strips are for. I uh, always like to try to figure out what they're watching on TV in like that two seconds that I have the yep. ability to like see the television. <laughs> for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, so we talked about what, uh, yeah, whether or not we talked about everything you wanted to, if we hit all of your topics that we thought you thought we should. The next question is, Tom, the thing that we ask all of our guests to kind of find out what your vibe is about the film is, uh, would you watch this movie again now that you've kind of overwatched it for the podcast is it worth watching again yeah i thought it held up pretty well and i enjoyed it and i didn't get bored i tend to get bored during movies i have a low attention span but i i enjoyed it especially Hi. older movies like that you that you like watched you know when you were younger and you watch it again a lot of times you're like eh. yeah right sometimes they can just totally fall off and then other times like, yeah, this movie for me was was pretty decent this holds up i would recommend that somebody who has made it this far in the podcast and still hasn't seen this movie that you would go watch this movie for sure. Uh, um, I did think that the, I, Oh yeah, I'll watch it again for sure. Okay. But yeah. I do think that the heart attack is a little predictable. Like, you yeah. know, that that's, they talk about death and right. And they know, try to pull the know, bait and switch on you when they have everyone dressed in black outside of the church yes. and somber and like, Oh, he's, he died. He didn't make it, but boom. And then you're like, Oh, well maybe it's uh, the kids getting married. You know, but nope, it's the adults getting married and uh, they, you know, fill your heart with joy at the end, Mandy. That's the whole point. 
Yes, you needed, I, I do enjoy happy ending. You needed the uh, heart attack uh, sadness in order to make the joyful part of the end so much more uh, entertaining, right? Well, it's the only way that they, that Walter Matthau will finally get, you know, go be like, yeah, he's my friend. And then yeah. I get all sappy. I could have done without like the open mouth kiss in the back of the yep. limo because they're old and that's just gross. But again, <laughs> I'm just glad it was Jack Lemon and not Walter Matthau. Right. A lot of jowls going on there. Yeah, you wouldn't even have been able to see Anne Margaret's face. It just would have been his like yeah, his cheek falling cheek. onto her face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it would have been. Like an old bulldog. Like nice. <laughs> um, and I don't know if I need to watch this movie again. I'm glad I watched it after a decade or so, but uh it'll probably be a while before this comes back into rotation. Um, I did really enjoy the outtakes at the end, which we'll get to. I have a clip of that, by the way. In fact, why don't we just play that right now? Uh, just since we're talking about the outtakes, here we go. Here's some of it. If I don't get through all of it, here you go. Looks like he's going to enter the Holy of Holies. Coitus uninterrupted. It's a shame that that um, your uncle has a fish market on 23rd Street and 14th Avenue. And uh, Street, you dummy. Uh, you schmuck. Yeah, it looks like Chuck slipping her the old salami. Oh, Jesus, Dad. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, hello. Oh. I'm Ronald Reagan. I, uh, <laughs> I I love this. I I feel like that's what they, he was actually, you know, saying, like, when yeah. they to talk. I the movies for a while. It was a lousy act. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck's going to put the hot dog in the bun. Nice. That's why I came down. Yeah, well, we'll spit it out. Well, don't shout at me. me. I'm not shouting. Don't shout at me. Used to get here on New Year's Eve, <laughs> Christmas, or whatever that <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, I mean, really, they have good memories to be able to remember yeah. their lines for old people. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, he is, does he? Will he? Is he? Yes, he is. is he? <laughs> Looks like Chuck's taking the my old favorite one to the beaver. My favorite one's coming Looks up here. Looks like Chuck's gonna bury his boner. Yeah, that's right. You're a moron. If you hadn't had AIDS, then if you were stuck with the fern glide, you put the cravats out in the front. It. I suck <laughs> <laughs> it. I love it. Put I your cravats out in the flower. All right, good enough. All right, outtakes. Yeah. Um, just so you know, my phone might shut off because um, it's been shutting off when I get below twenty percent. So just finish out without me. But okay, it might be sounds good. good. All right. Uh, so that basically gets us to the end of this nonsense, Tom. Now it's time for uh, any plugs you've got. What do you want to yeah, let the yeah. world know about in real life or wherever you want to point people toward? Um, I'm doing Fifty First Jokes in Ann Arbor at uh, the Arc on Thursday of this week. Fifty Comics. Uh, so if you're hearing this, if you're hearing the podcast version of this, it'll be tomorrow. This is when this will come out on Wednesday, and Tom will be performing on Thursday. Um, and then I have my podcast called Creativity Wasted, where comedians share creative ideas like movie ideas, app ideas, invention ideas. Um, sometimes they're silly. Sometimes they're real ideas. Nice. And then crack jokes about them and stuff. That's fun. Nice. Yeah. All and right, that's so wherever podcasts are. And then I have a Twitch channel that I just started uh, recently called Gamey McFitness. Um, and it's where I play video games while exercising. Okay. Oh my um, gosh, that's awesome. <laughs> so I built I built video game controllers for my treadmill and my. Um, exercise bike um and i'm gonna keep building more i'm about halfway through building one for my rowing machine <laughs> and i'm gonna build one for a jump rope and wow. some just silly shit like that eventually that's like, awesome heck yeah that's awesome that's called gaming mcfitness okay um, right now i can't do it because i only remember to bring half of my treadmill when i move <laughs> yeah <laughs> half. um so yeah, that's be, why I can't exercise either because I, I left half of mine in my old house that I moved yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. Years that's ago. my excuse. Yeah. Oh, I'm not the only one. I feel better. <laughs> nice. All right. Yeah. So go check out all of that stuff from Tom. That would be great. And then uh, Mandy, uh, do you have anything you want to point people toward in real life? No, not right now. Not right now. I all do right. think I'm going to start getting back into comedy though soon. So. Heck yeah, dude. We're ready for it. I'm ready for it. Uh, I got a couple of comedy shows coming up in January, I think on the 19th and whatever the next Wednesday is after that too. Uh, so check me out. Just find me on Facebook and I'll post about it when I get more information. So I am back out officially doing comedy things. So if you're listening to this and would like me to perform on your show, then just reach out to me because 
I'm real bad about finding shows to be on, but for some reason they keep on, uh, I keep on getting uh, messages about doing some shows. So uh, for now, that's the best way to, to see me do comedy is to let me do it on your stage. Um, uh, but yeah, you can find also, uh, I'm doing Twitch, uh, which we're streaming on right now. It's uh, my Twitch channel is Matopoly 83. It's twitch.tv slash Matopoly 83. It's M-A-T-T-O-P-O-L-Y 83 uh, on Twitch, which is where you can see us doing this right now. Uh, and then also you can see me playing video games there. Uh, I've been doing some artwork at home for hire for people. I've been painting people's homes. Uh, so if you're interested in that, it's a weird gift for like someone's grandma, you know, whatever, like, what do you get her? You get her a painting of her, you know, home or her childhood home or your childhood home or give it to your sister or what, you know, whatever, just uh, find a reason that you need me to paint something and let me know and I will figure out how to do it. Uh, so that's happening also. And uh, for the show, you can find us on Instagram. I recommend you go follow us on Instagram. It's another episode podcast on Instagram. It's where you can find each week we post the poster for the movie and we take out the stars faces and we put our faces in, in their places. So Tom, you're going to get featured on grumpy old men uh, this week, which is pretty exciting. So take a look at that on Instagram. And otherwise, uh, I mean, there's really no way to end this nonsense, except I play a clip at the end to get me to stop talking because if I didn't you need me to do a grumpy face, maybe we'll see if I can, Ooh. what I usually, <laughs> what I, I might need you to just send me that, like take a selfie and just send that to me. <laughs> Uh, Although I did enjoy it just now. <laughs> yeah, right. What I usually do is I just creep on people's Facebook pages until I find a, a photo of them, like in the general area, like say like on the cover of the movie, the, the artist or like the actors looking off to the left. I need to like, I go find the closest version of what they have available on Facebook and just use that. But yeah, if you want to do a custom one, if you want to take the movie uh, poster for grumpy old man and try to reenact it for me, that would be ideal if you could do that. Uh, and then just send me a, a selfie. That just would be push great. your jowls forward. You yeah, sure. Yeah. Walter Matthau. I can I can airbrush <laughs> some things in though, so we'll just we'll make it work. Uh, but yeah, so find uh, find us on Instagram for that. But otherwise, the clip at the end is gonna sound. Oh, by the way, Tom, thank you again so much for being on the yes. show. I appreciate you being here. Uh, yep. Sorry for the technical difficulties. No problem, oh. man. We got it. We made it, it work. Was nothing. All right, and today the final clip is gonna sound. Let me give it some volume. It's gonna sound like this. Looks like Chuck's taken old one eye to the optometrist. Jeez, Dad. What? <laughs> All right, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. Okay, bye. Bye. Bye.